All she ever wanted was a home. I need to get... I heard you! You're getting a granddaughter for Christmas. She's getting a grandpa, and you should count yourself lucky. But what she got... You guys really think that I can do this? Oh, yeah. ...was the greatest gift of all. Ernest Borgnine. I'm proud of you. Juliet Goglia. I love you, Grandpa. A Grandpa for Christmas. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. And you are listening to Television Movie Night. Uh, in the month of December, Mark, it's Christmas time. Finally. Christmas time do, is here. Do, Mark, I have a question for you. Do you know that it's Christmas? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm aware. I've been told by the media. Ha! Uh, well, you don't, don't. Look, here's, here's one trusted news source, Mark. Right here. Your shirt? Me. Uh, Me. A, a flamingo? That's right. This flamingo shirt. Yeah. But also, you can you can trust what I have to tell you. Well, tell me tell me if it's Christmas. Not yet, man. Oh, okay. Not yet. Have you opened up your, your boozy advent calendar yet? Yeah. It's, it's just filled with scotch? It's it, it's not so much an advent calendar as it is a, just a wet bar that I keep hidden away in a, yeah. a safe <laughs> deposit box <laughs> somewhere under the floorboards, but it's been gotten into several times this okay. month. Mark, how are you getting ready for Christmas? It's next week. Andrew, I am going to I'm going up north for to, Way to my brothers. Up north. And uh I'm North gonna... to your brothers. <laughs> yes. You know that song. that song. That's how that song goes. That's a great song. Going up north, got my plane ticket, gonna rent a car once I get there. It's gonna be the best. It's gonna be bet gonna be best. Oh, hashtag, hashtag, <laughs> be Christ, best. Christmas be best. I've bought no presents, and I'm excited to see if I do. Where Your brother's in San Francisco, correct? Uh, yes. In, Nor, in NorCal. Yes. How long are you going to be up there? And you're renting a car, so are you staying at your brother's then? Or are you just are you staying I, at a hotel I, and you're just fucking around? So or? Oh, cut, cut, don't cut, cut all of it. Cut, cut all, all of it. Cut it all. <laughs> We're just gonna put a long bleep over that. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Not gonna get into it here. It. <laughs> just sleep in the car, Mark. Yeah. Just get a big roomy. You know, there's a reason you can get an economy sized car or <laughs> yeah. a sedan. Was... Or are you sleeping in this thing? <laughs> trying to. You are sleeping in this thing, correct? <laughs> to avoid family contact. Yes. Yes, I am. Like, that's, our, that's good. Right. Yeah, get, they like we have a wonderful Tahoe for that. <laughs> we'll we'll also be giving you the one that has a breathalyzer because presumably <laughs> you will be drinking in this car, and we don't want to deal with the liability. So, yeah, tie one on, but you're not going anywhere. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, every it, it's it's for the best. It's it's like if you slip me twenty bucks, maybe we can talk about <laughs> one that doesn't have the breathalyzer. Like, no, on no, it, but, no. We, but uh, I. Uh, I, I, I'm I looking could, at you, sir. I, I clocked you when you walked in the door, <laughs> Andrew. I went to um, I went to uh, well, I mentioned this. I went to a movie screening for Little Women. Yeah, at uh, CAA, the Cre- the uh, agency, the Creative Artist Agency. Is that the that's the big glass building? That's the big glass building. Yeah, uh, right by the uh, West Side Pavilion. No, not West Side Pavilion, but Century City Mall. Yes. Uh, if you're watching a movie. And there's like a big imposing building in a scene where like evil lawyers are. Chances are it's the CAA. It's probably CAA yes. lobby. There's um, a, it is a huge, huge building. It's a huge monolith. With like a huge, like a 
There's always like uh, uh, people like drinking coffee and stuff yeah. outside. There's a big courtyard. There's a courtyard with a coffee and diner and all that silly stuff. Uh, Actually, having been inside that building, it's it's just as imposing inside yes. that building as it is outside of it. It yes. is just a a very scary monolith with a lot of very uh, either aggressively nice people because they have to deal with like industry shitheads, yeah, or just aggressive people or just period. Ask, yes. yeah if you're a lower person on the totem pole you're amazingly you're thin and very nice yes if you're higher up you're amazingly angry <laughs> at everybody and everybody is wasting your time anyways i went to this thing andrew years ago i had a job interview oh at caa <laughs> right when i got out of college and For what like a like a assistant like yeah a like a, like a desk like a desk oh assistant andrew what how different a life you would have led well yes i was thinking about all of this first of all, uh like an idiot andrew and i think i mentioned this on a previous show uh like an idiot that's the name of your book right yes like an idiot uh i stole toilet paper before the interview so the whole time during the interview, I was like, "They know, they know, I stole toilet. <laughs> they know I stole two rolls of toilet paper because like, I was right. out in my place just, and I was broke." Like, constantly just looking at you're like, "All right, what's the escape plan? Uh, two yeah. exits, two exits, two exits, two exits." They're, they were in there. They were like, "Hit uh, the guy in the knee. Throw did you that, have, get throw an ashtray at that guy. All right, break that window. Okay, yeah, out there. Did, did you bring a Did you bring a resume? I emailed it to you. Really, you don't have one in your bag? No, no. <laughs> Why don't you open your bag? Let me see if there's a resume in there." Fuck. Uh, fire alarm yeah fire uh, like alarm. third story i can fall out three stories yeah. i'll be fine but yes i had a job interview i didn't get the job and i what w- yeah shockingly uh they they said how aggressive can you be and you're like watch me <laughs> watch this and they're like well you're not there yet kid uh no i hypothesized uh that they as soon as i walked in and they talked to me for two minutes they were like so if they had to have known that if somebody called me at 1130 at night and was like, hey, I need Hamilton tickets right now. You have to get them for me. I would be like, uh, I'm watching Child's Play 3 right now. <laughs> I will get back to you whenever. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, leave a message after the yeah. beep. Um, this isn't a machine, but, but uh, also beep. If you want to come over and watch Child's, Child's Play, Play 3, 3. I'll, I'll back good. it up. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can pause it, but it's only going to be like 15 minutes, yeah. and then, then I'm just going to hit play again. I'm just going to go again. Um, but yeah, no. I if, I think if they had hired me, I probably would have been fired shortly after. Oh, God, yes. And so they didn't hire me. So, it, you know, the whole like, what if I had done this? It's like, well, that wasn't even an option to me. Well, yeah, I went to the you, interview. You I have, stole toilet paper. You would have done this for three weeks and then just continued on your... your yeah, this whatever this, joke of a life and sliding, career that I have. Yeah, this uh, uh, quick descent into madness and I, poverty. Yeah. I would have loved we this like uh, it's a wonderful life or like sliding doors like <laughs> experience. We're like, well, let's look at what life what well, could have happened, and then it's, it's, the, it's, it's always it's the exact exact same. same thing. It's just for those three weeks, you would have pulled a like a four hundred fifty dollar paycheck. Yeah, and then immediate pr- and then. We just see that there's like six extra rolls of toilet paper in your bathroom. <laughs> and me like sitting back like it's, like, it's, <laughs> like, it's, like it's the end of the score. Like I've, out, I've outconned everybody. I'm just laughing to myself. I assume it's like the end of Scarface where instead of cocaine, you're surrounded by just <laughs> rolls of toilet paper. paper. 
And you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm reloaded. And then I shit. Is that what? Instead of a machine gun, it's my yeah, own Yeah, it's poops? just rapid fire farts. Okay. <laughs> so the only difference would be that there would be a different genesis of Fart Friday. Yeah. It, <laughs> Yeah, instead of Fartron 5000, it's it would just be me. it's just you getting the plops and and just laughing to yourself that you've conned these agents out of it has to be 70 cents worth of toilet paper. <laughs> boy, uh, oh boy. Clarence, only. what will you show us if, next yeah, time? If only. If only. Every time Mark farts an angel gets his <laughs> uh, wings. Uh, yeah, an assistant gets yelled at. <laughs> Well, Mark, that's exciting. How? Oh, happy holidays, happy holidays. Yeah. Many happy returns. Mark, uh, we are talking about Christmas on Television Movie Night, which is this podcast that is. unfortunately you've stumbled onto. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> you and I watch a made-for-TV movie, and we'll talk about it at length. Because it's December, we're talking about Christmas films. We're talking about things for Christmas. Specifically, a blank for Christmas. A blank for Christmas. And this time around, we watched A Grandpa for Christmas. Yes. And we're going to talk about it at length in a holly jolly segment I like to call well, what do you know? Mark, a grandpa for Christmas. Yes. Do you think Santa gets this request a lot? That, like, dear Santa, I want a grandpa for I Christmas. I want a grandpa. Dear Santa, I want an Xbox One S, and I want the <laughs> Fortnite game. Uh, I want I want an iPhone, iPhone 128 gig. It's gotta be 128 gigs. It's 64 gigs. We'll just shove it up shove your it ass. Shove it right up your chimney, Santa. I also want Grandpa, and I want one of those. What was that last one? I also want one of those cool spinning tops that I can take to school. Okay, thanks. Love, Billy. A dolly it is. <laughs> Pulls the big doll lever. Yeah. Andrew, did uh, you did that thing where you went to the post office and you're like, "Give me a letter for Santa." Yeah, and it was, was like Grandpa yeah, anywhere and in I there. Was like, God damn, I can't. I like I could do an uncle. Like, like no. Also, it's all. It's either a mom, a dad, a grandpa, or a grandma for Christmas. No one's asking for like cousins or uncles. <laughs> I want a cool aunt. Yeah, I want. Yeah. <laughs> Cool ant energy. That's what I want. <laughs> well, like I a, want, I want someone. I want, you know, I want like a like a forty five year old woman to be like dab. Like that. Yeah, I want a that's cool what I want. for Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my I my my sister was posting on Facebook the other day. Your yeah, the cool aunt of your family. That's true. Uh, uh, and she um, there was a lot of cool aunt energy coming off oh, of yeah. some of these fa- these Facebook posts. Like it, it's like when you pull a pie out of the oven. It was like, oh, I can't. It's too, too much. much. There's too much cool ant energy yeah. coming off this. It hurts my hands. Uh, she talked about shipping things, mm-hmm. not sending it via a stamp. Oh, like hoping that people get into relationships. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Come on! Who was she shipping? She posted. Was it? Was she shipping like? uh, Was she shipping? uh, No, the the monster. The monster from. uh, Hang on, just let me get this out. Go ahead, call her. Call her. Go ahead. Was she shipping Nick Cannon and the uh, spider from Mass Singer? (laughs) Usually, yes, you're right. That's what she hit. (laughs) 
I think she was using it wrong because oh. she posted a story that was like, oh, uh, something about like Harry Potter mm -hmm. and Cho. And so, I don't even remember what it was, but it was like, what? Oh, it, Hermione? No, yes. yes. Lame. <laughs> Come on. If it's not Harry Potter and Goku, then go to hell, all right? <laughs> Not what I fucking got into this come, for. Come on, use your fucking head. No, it was some. It was some. It was some story that was like a, you know, a fan theory about Harry Potter. What if Harry Potter was about dinosaurs? I don't even remember what it was, but she, she was she like, I ship this. She posted the comment, I shipped this, and I was like, God. <laughs> so Andrew, do you think? Then I dabbed. I dabbed. Yeah, then you did. I dabbed. You were driving at the time. You took I your crashed my car. On I crashed Mulholland my car. And you crashed your car. People got out. I'm like, I'm doing a Fortnite. Leave the, me alone. Yeah, the go around. Go the around. Police came. They were. They looked at your broken ankle and they're like, Now that's a dab. No. And you're like, No, it isn't. Stop it. They said, We're going to ship you to, to Cedars. To Cedars because this you're, is very bad. You're dying. <laughs> and I said, White Claw. Bro, <laughs> are you just are you just looking at a list just, of like I'm having a stroke. The most 2019 <laughs> yeah, things, yeah, right now is Come that what's on, on your man. computer right now? You didn't I'm do like, notes. You just I, I got one. I got that uh, lady from Real Housewives yelling at that fucking cat. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Like show that one on my phone, and they're like, "Sir, you have brain bleeding." <laughs> Speaking of brain bleeding, Mark, we're talking about a grandpa for Christmas, which debuted on the Hallmark Channel. On November two thousand and seven, November twenty fourth, two thousand seven. This was uh, directed by Harvey Frost, Andrew, director of Harvey Frost, ladies and gentlemen. Fill out your bingo card. <laughs> Christmas, uh, single Santa, single seeks, Santa seeks, seeks Mrs. Mrs. Claus. Claus. We have another one. Oh, he's so our good. he's our holiday Guerdon True Blood. <laughs> yes, for what Guerdon True Blood is for the rest of the year, every day of my life. <laughs> Around this time of year, Harvey it's, Frost. It's, we just need Harvey Frost to come sweeping in. Eventually, we'll probably have to watch Meet the Santas, which is... That seems awful. Horrible. Also, it should be Meet the Clauses. It should be Meet the Clauses. <laughs> what are they, Santa Santa? Yeah, Mario Mario. Mario Mario and Luigi, Luigi Mario. Mario. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the Santa Brothers. <sighs> wow, my child. <laughs> Anyway, look if he was man if he managed to get that rousing performance out of Steve Gutenberg, <laughs> the sky's the limit here for, for this for movie. The talent that's actually in this thing. Uh, he also directed Midnight Heat with Tim Matheson, so of that's course. something. This was written by David Alexander, who wrote uh, the movie Prison Heat. Yes, is, there's just like ladies undressed on the poster yeah. for it. Th this is one of those movies where. Every once in a while, I'll be like, what else did this guy write or star in or whatever it is? Yeah. And then you see the image on IMDb and you're like, oh, yeah, I saw that at my video you're store. Like, oh, yeah. Pornography. Pornography. That's right. That's, <laughs> like, That's right. Yeah. But I, I never watched the movie, but I was like, I recognize the, I recognize this from the blockbuster down the street for me. He also wrote an episode of the 90s version of Outer Limits. <laughs> this cast, however, is actually pretty, uh, pretty, pretty crackerjack. Uh, this is starring Ernest Borgnine. Yes. Oscar Award winner Ernest Borgnine. Star of 1955's Marty. Marty. Which most people only know because of Ernest Quiz Borgnine. Show. Well, that's true, too. But 
one of the shortest Best Picture winners, if I remember correctly. Is it like 60 minutes? Uh, I think it's like 85. I mean, it's like that and The Artist and then stuff the in very the first, 20s and 30s. Yeah, the very yeah, first exactly. one, Wings, can only be like... 90 minutes i can't imagine it's any longer than also that. he's in the poseidon adventure yes. he's in spongebob Squarepants. yes he's in a very funny episode of the simpsons airwolf mikhail's navy the dirty dozen this guy has a had a storied acting career, career. wild bunch yes emperor of the north yes other movies that other movie. oh from here to eternity yes and then would just show up in other things and then would Tell people that he lived a long... The shadow. He would live a lot. Yes. I believe he's in the shadow. He lived a long life because he masturbated a lot. <laughs> he told people that? Yes. Jesus Christ. This is also starring Catherine Helmond, who is in... Uh, Father Dowling Mysteries. And what is she known for, Mark? Stop dancing around it. Father, da- Father Dowling Mysteries is the only thing I recognize Who's the boss? Oh. She plays... Mona. Mona. In Who's the Boss, which means she was also in Soap, and she was also in the later seasons of Coach, and Overboard, yes, and Brazil. Yes. yes. Well, wait. We're thinking of two different people. Are we? Yes. The daughter is from Father Dowling Mysteries. Ah. The, yeah. His weird friend. Yes, she's yeah, from Brazil. You. Your weird friend. Not you. Your weird friend. Yes, she's in Brazil, and... um. Uh, 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 everything you said. Yes. Mona. Jamie Farr from MASH. Yes, and after MASH. Scrooged. Yes, he's fantastic. Cannonball Run. Yes. Toledo's own Jamie Farr. I love Jamie Farr. There's an LPGA tournament named after him that's after that's put on every year, and he records a bunch of stuff for the Toledo Mudhens. Yes. Talked about Tony Paco's hot dog sauce on MASH in the Toledo <laughs> Mudhens. Yes. Juliet Goglita... Who's the little girl in this? Yes. She was a series regular on 2012's The Michael J. Fox Show. Oh, that was... Which everybody was a loved one that show. one-season show. Everybody loved that show. I don't even remember like what the pitch was. Michael J. Fox like has... a teacher or a doctor. No, isn't Michael J. Fox playing Michael J. Fox? Oh, was it... Is, is that the one that was with Paul Reiser? No, that's the Paul Reiser show. Yes. Or Paul, I think it was called. And it was on for like a day, and they're like, it's like Curb, but on NBC. But on NBC. And bad. Yeah. Andrew, I watched an episode of uh, Mad About You. An audience. No, an or- the original. Oh, on, on NBC. On Stars. It was, I can't believe how bad that show was. Yeah. I I was shocked. I was T- like, ties this- Ties in with Seinfeld, because Kramer shows up on yes. it. Yes. And Friends. And Friends, yes. It's I, just I the, just couldn't get over it. I was like, this, this mundane, is shockingly bad. Something's married in New York. That's all it is. And they hate each other. And then and in Richard the end, kind shows up every yes, once in a while. And then in the end, she's like, "Oh, I love you." And you're like, she "Why? Say, He's an asshole." She doesn't say, "I'm mad about you." <laughs> Come on, Mark. If we're gonna, if we're gonna say, we're gonna go. All right. This also includes, uh, then there's one other guy that's in this other than the lady from Father Dowling Mysteries, uh, Tom Virtue. And when I saw this guy, I was like, where the fuck do I know this guy from? The dad from Even Stevens is in this movie, folks. <laughs> is he the, um, so who does he play in he this movie? He plays the dad of the neighbor 
Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, that guy. <laughs> I know that guy. Mark, uh, before we get into it, other than getting a grandpa for Christmas, which I feel like a lot of loopholes, a lot of paperwork, yeah, and also, you know, you want problems. You also have to go to the shelter. Go if you look, folks. <laughs> Don't buy. Folks, if you're gonna get a grandpa for Christmas this year. Get a shelter grandpa. Do not get a purebred grandpa, right? There are plenty of shelter grandpas out there that need your love and support. Andrew, normally I would agree with you, but oh. I, I I, have a show grandpa. Oh. So he's got papers. I, I'm trying to... You're only adding to, little, to the problem. You're adding to, to the problem. Side you're, business. you're adding to the problem. I'm trying to breed him with a show grandma. You're, I think oh. we have a good chance. You're trying to stud your grandpa? Yeah. I think, I think you might see oh my God. a couple generations down at the... Whatever that the, grandpa show yeah, the, is the, the that gran- they air the, on the, Thanksgiving. The, the GKC, the Grandpa Kennel Club. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yes, uh, you take the grandpa yes. up and around. <laughs> it looks oh, like he made his, he's made his decisions. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> he's got bad hips. I can't take oh, him around oh, anywhere. Oh, that one is that's not going to sit well. <laughs> really? Because neither can uh, he. <laughs> Again, bad hips. Number one, the papa. Number two, the grandpa. Number three, the the bumper. Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're just pulling your grandpa off. Yeah. He's like, did I do well? <laughs> no. Did I do well? No, you did not. <laughs> Get in the car. Yes, we'll go to McDonald's after this. Getting a sugary ice cream cone for 99 cents, and that's it. <laughs> no, you can't get it dipped. Mark, uh, I, I, what did you think, other than, again, this grandpa for Christmas, what did you think this was going to be about? Uh, Andrew, <laughs> so I picked, like, when I heard this movie described, or the title of this movie, and New Awareness Borg- Borgnine was in it, I took the most like circuitous route to this girl getting a grandpa for Christmas. I thought that she... Won a raffle. Something like... Yeah, I thought that like she goes to the airport to pick up, and her grandpa's supposed to pick her up, but instead a con man picks her up. And then they learn to love each other. That's kind of what I thought. I, I thought that he wouldn't actually be her biological grandfather. Well, I could see something like either her grandpa had died or like her grandpa was like uncool. So she got like a cool grandpa. <laughs> she wished for a cool grandpa. And so she got it. But oh, then she, so then she, she wakes up and he's like, he's either super... really cool or, or because he's an actor like she hires a grandpa. It's okay. almost like the man from left field where it's like you hire a grandpa yes. to come in for Christmas because for and some fucking reason or another, to, he just tells you to brush people off. Yeah. Just, yeah. He just throws, throws, throws his ball, at throw him. This ball right at his head. Grandpa. <laughs> no, there's some bitch at school that like talks about a cooler grandpa. Is. Yeah. And she and her wishes gr- her she, grandpa died a long time ago, like before she was born, but she decides to like lie and be like, my grandpa's so much. My, gra- my grandpa's a race car. <laughs> do you mean wow. a race car driver no 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 and then she's like then this old actor then gets hired as a ro- it's like it's almost sure. like milk money yeah so but it's about grandpas <laughs> fucking grandma yeah <laughs> she's got to go to the big grandpa uh kennel club uh, yeah. show and yeah. she doesn't have a grandpa to show right well, we'll see if... So, I was wrong. <laughs> we'll see if we're anywhere near that idea when we get into it. Let's start. Act one. 
We open up with a shot of uh, panning over a living room that's showing a bunch of uh, old Hollywood uh, memorabilia. memorabilia. Posters and, and microphones and, and trophies and all sorts of stuff. Uh, this is a pan over a living room. This is Bert's living room. Yes. Bert, who is uh, Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. Borgnine. He is an old an older actor. And he's kind of got this like little tiny house. It's got all of his memorabilia in it. He's getting his stuff together because he's going to go play chess with his old agent. Yes. And when he goes to the car and talks with his agent, his agent says, well, I can't believe you're thinking about retiring. You got another. Or moving out. Or right? he, yes. He's also thinking about moving into a retirement home as he's well. Like, you're too old for the, or you're too young for that. He's like, you're too old. You're too young for this shit. <laughs> and he's like. You know, I pooped on the floor yesterday. <laughs> I couldn't get out of bed <laughs> for three days. He's like, you're fine. You're a spring chicken. Anyway, so he says he's an actor, and then he's thinking about retiring. All right, then we set up Bert. Then we cut to uh, a, a separate house where Marie, the lady from Father Dowling Mysteries, yes. is dropping off Becca, Becca. at a friend's house. Uh, which she apparently does a lot because Marie, who's Becca's mother. Yes, she works. She's a traveling She's on the road. And she's out there selling trombones and drums. To she's the, like, she's flim flamming well, people. She's spreading. She knocks on your door and then throws dirt on the floor. And, like, and is oh, like, let me vacuum this have, up. And I you're like, the, I have just the tool for this. For, yeah, I'm sure you do. Why did you throw dirt on my floor? And then she's at like gas stations being like, I can brighten up your headlights. And you're like, don't put shit please, on my car, please. Stop doing that. Please don't. Like, I noticed you got off. a dent. Let me, I can fix I that can do for that. $80. Here's, here's this. And I just pop it right out. And you're just like, don't, please don't touch my car. That is what she does. But apparently, the Johnny Law has been giving her the rough, you know, the business. Mm-hmm. And so she's got to head up she's north got, for a little bit. Let the heat die down, right. Becca. But she tells Becca, don't worry about it. A, I got to get paid. All right. I got I got a score. Yeah. A sweet score. Is, I got one last job for the year. And then this is it. Then I'm out. Then I'm out. For the year. For the, well, yeah. Because then, you know, taxes. January and comes. And, then, and you know, new, yeah, new, do it again. new fiscal year next year. Uh, but she'll be back before Thanksgiving, so don't worry about it, Becca. <laughs> Becca stomps off. Bert gets lunch with his actor pals at their one set that they have. Yes, their diner set. That they rented from, like, there's Standing a, the, sets. Yes, there's a wall, and then next to it is a classroom, and yes. then next to that is a gym, and court, next to that court is off, a... Court, uh, courtroom. A kitchen. Yes, this looks... <laughs> This looks like they went to one of alien those. autopsy room. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, oh, it's so, but it's small, and they're like, Cramped. we can all, if you, you can have the gurney if you want, but that's gonna be another hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> I don't want the like, gurney. Uh. Like we can, I'll I, do the alien autopsy on the floor for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's gonna look weird. You t- they said the gurney came included, and uh, also you got to bring your own crafty. We do not provide crafty. Wonderful. What, what's the what's the parking situation? Three spots. Great for uh, uh, film production. Okay, yeah. so Ernest Borgnine, <laughs> me, and Becca. Apparently, yeah, that's right. And, so uh, that's our whole cast. They're pretty. Uh, they're pretty adamant about no truck parking either on the. Great. Yeah, the street, I'll look so. forward to telling our gaffer he has to <laughs> fucking park on a side he, he street. Has to, in he has downtown. to idle by and then throw stuff out the car. <laughs> This is all. This is, I'm. I'm sure this is all hitting hitting all cylinders. Oh yeah, this people is what who everybody do not likes. work in the industry. So they're at this cafe, and uh, Bert is with all of his old acting buddies. He's got Roxy. 
Yes. Who is uh, the Mona Singer. from who's, who's the boss. He's got some other acting friend. He's got his agent. And then apparently he's just friends with Jamie Farr. Just hangs out who, with Jamie Farr. I'm assuming he's playing himself. <laughs> no, he's supposed to be like a uh, a choreographer. Oh, you're right. Because he's talking about how... It should have just been... He should have just, just been him, Jamie Farr. Himself. That would have been great. Isn't he talking about how like he could have beat the shit out of Fred Astaire? He's like, Fred Astaire was two foot two. Yeah. And everybody else he's is like, like no, I met him. And he's like, no, nah, he's a little baby, a he's little, little piss baby. I bitch baby. Yeah. If he's so smart, how come he's dead? Think about huh? that, dickhead. They're like, Jamie, Jeez. I don't like this. It's only it's 10, you it's 10 in the morning. Yeah. How long have you been drinking? It's like, <laughs> you don't know me. I was in the Korean War. Jamie, you weren't. You Jamie, never. No, you weren't. You were in Santa a, Clarita for 10 show. years. That was, you just, you were in Griffith Park. <laughs> You shut up. There was a sign. It told me how to get to Toledo. In Malibu. You didn't see what I saw. His I, helicopter I, spun I out. A goddamn dress for you people. And then I got back and you spat on me. There were no survivors. <laughs> this would have been a lot better. They should have asked us to yes. punch this up. Why are we not getting more? <laughs> Bert is not very interested in Christmas shopping. It seems Bert has some resistance to Christmas. We don't know why. We don't know why. Probably because he's got to get a goddamn granddaughter for Christmas. At his, uh, uh, at the friend's house. Well, he's uh, a member of the California liberal elite. So he, the only Christmas he celebrates is killing babies. And um, eating meat on Fridays. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's what those we know are, about Those the are the two marching orders of liberals. It's like we have to murder babies, and then if it's Friday, that is that is fillet that's Friday. All beef, not fish fillet. That is a straight, delicious eight ounce ribeye, cool, just thick, <laughs> right fatty. There. Just put a big pat of butter on prime it. Prime rib. At the friend's house, Thanksgiving is being served, so we've we've moved forward in time. But uh, Marie isn't there yet. Becca is upstairs crying in her room. <laughs> My, my mom isn't here. Oh, Jesus. At Bert's place, however. Bad news for you, kid. At Bert's place, however, the police show up to say that that Marie was in a car accident. And she's at the hospital. Yes. And uh, Bert rushes off. Well, we... <laughs> Bert comes home, sees a cop on his well, this is front weir- porch. This is weird. because Cop says, your daughter was in an accident. He says, okay. He says, she's in Cedar sinai down the street. He's like, wait, she was in L.A.? And the cop says, yes. Uh-huh. And he says, well, what about someone has to tell my ex-wife? And doesn't the cop yeah, say? Yeah, the cop's like, your ex-wife died. Dead. And I'm like, how do you have all this information? Then he goes to He's the big- hospital, and he gets the same information again from CPA. Child Protective Services, yes. or CPS. Yes. From a from a licensed accountant, somebody <laughs> comes up to him and says... They're big into genealogy, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, hey, I don't know if you know that. I have a I have an Ancestry.com yeah. uh, account if you're interested. Also, uh, but you're, still go- you're still getting your payments through your loan out. That's technically not right, because you have not been doing this work. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's all business at, at related. This point, no, at this point, it's it's your funds. You have to be paid directly, which is going to cause some oh. problems. Bert shows up at the hospital and he talks to the doctor who tells him that his daughter is in a coma. Yes. A but, medically induced coma. Yes. Her brain is bleeding. 
All she, over. She All leaves. over our sheets. We will be charging Just, for that. That is, this is on. She listed you for some reason. She said, stick the old send man with the bill. Send the bills to the old man. So then uh, he seems despondent, but yes, a friendly a Child Protective Services uh, lady shows up magically. She and was delivers summoned three times. So much exposition. She's like, okay, okay, here's the deal. A, your daughter, she's in there. She got all banged up. She doesn't like you. She doesn't like you. Gonna tell you that right now. How do I know that? I'm not sure, but I do. I do. I it's went in through, the papers. I went through her stuff. <laughs> her, she, she's got a lot of shit in her journal. Went through that as well. Uh, also, she got a daughter. Don't know if you knew that or not. However, there's a reason I'm bringing this up. Daughter's your problem now. And there's a reason that it's your problem now, because the husband, he's not around. God knows where he is. Don't maybe ask. He's, maybe he's dead. I don't know. I tracked you down. Didn't track the <laughs> husband you. down. So, um, got a big thing of paperwork. She's waiting in the car, so I'm just going to dump her off on your doorstep, yeah. if you don't mind. Sign for this. Uh, and um, I got to go. There's a, a nutrageous bar in the machine down <laughs> in the lobby that is calling my name. She, Yeah, CP, uh, CPS follows the like U.S. Postal Service rules, which are once it's on your doorstep, that is not that my is, issue. That, that is the problem so is gone. It's yours now. Goodbye. At Burt's, Becca's dropped off, and uh, she's kind of bitchy. Oh, she's, my she's, Jesus Christ. She, Every time there's a strong woman oh with issues, God. that is the Here word That is the word you pick. That's right. Tell me I'm wrong. Bossy. That's the word I use. Yeah. Bossy. True. Uh, yeah. True. True. Yes. She's she's upset. Because uh, her mom's in a coma. And that's what the CPS And now she's got to deal with this asshole that she has only heard bad things she's about. She's only heard bad things. So her mother and her grandmother. And her name's Becca, for Christ's sake. Her, the mother and the grandmother have been heaping nothing but shit on Bert, telling him that she that this guy is a scumbag that abandoned them when they were when her mom was very young. Yes. So that's all Becca knows. So she gets plopped off on Bert's doorstep. She holds up in the bathroom and she's very upset. She's very upset for a couple days. She basically sits in her room and cries and uh, doesn't eat, et cetera, et cetera. Bert, however, for his his credit, tries to check on her. Eventually, finding her asleep in her room, he takes off her shoes and covers her with a blanket. Nice gesture. Sure. But we don't know what's wrong with Bert. We don't know what the issue is yet. Otherwise, she'll get corns. That's right. You know, you guys, you sweat in your shoes, and you're constantly rubbing against it. It's smell bad. You don't want that. And also, Bert's like, I'm going to have to wash the sheets. She got shoes on the goddamn bed. In the morning, she bangs on the bathroom door for Bert to finish dropping a deuce or whatever. <laughs> he's an he's old doing there. man. He's exactly. Got you're, just hearing, well, you're just hearing grunting and farting and then like a little drop of pee, and that's it. Well, now that we know why he lives so long, we know exactly what he was oh, doing okay, in there. Okay. Oh, you're that right. That is his time, all right? That's right. He had, He's like, I got to do it in the bathroom now. He's living by himself. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He used to just sitting on the couch, <laughs> covered in his own filth. Like a man. Exactly. Thank that's, you. That's, that's what, if a man is living by himself 20 minutes after that person uh, has left, that is exactly that what, is what happens. <laughs> he leaves and stinks up the bathroom, and then she goes in there, because apparently she's also going to just drop a big yeah. deuce in there as well. She's like, oh, man, thank God. She's got, a, she's, got, she's got stuff to do. At the hospital, Bert and Becca look over Marie, who's still in a medically induced coma. Becca... Becca tells the <laughs> doctor. Becca, you, you say in your whiny bitch ass voice. <laughs> I've been going to all of Grandpa's meetings. Nobody fucking cares. 
Uh, she says to the doctor to avoid mentioning that Bert is here if mom wakes up. She's like, look, mom wakes up. Don't, don't tell him about tell the old Bert's man because it's a whole tell her, thing. Well, how should I tell her you got here? Tell her, tell her what I usually tell her is that like my boyfriend dropped me off. She's like, you have a you boyfriend? Have a bo- You're like 12, aren't you? She's like, yeah, he's a bit of a bad boy. <laughs> 17. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Smokes a cigarette. He says I'm really mature for my age. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Oh. The more I hear about this, the Wait, more. so is he real or is he not? It's... I don't know what I want more. She's like, yeah, and he's always talking about going to Canada, which is where he lives. She's like, so. So he is fake. So he's is. She's like, no, he's real. He dropped me off. No, your grandpa dropped you off. She's like, listen, stop jerking me around. I'm trying to give you the story, all right? She's like, okay, fine. Right, whatever, fine. whatever. <laughs> Bird asks about this, and Becca says, well, she doesn't want to upset her mom because uh, she hasn't. She's like, think about it, dumb dumb. You haven't been around, and Becca, me, what the I, fuck? Me, Becca. yes, me, Becca. <laughs> my mom. Hasn't wanted to see you for the last 12 years, the entire length of time I've been alive. So what the fuck, man? Think about it. She wakes up out of a coma, and then she's got to deal with you? Make me some fucking hamburger helper and go away. At Burt's, Becca loudly watches one of Burt's gangster films. Yes. Which I was sad that they didn't shoot it. Yeah. We only hear the sound of it. I would love to have seen whatever this fake uh, gangster film was. Becca notes that Burt, according to her grandmother... Wanted to be a song and dance man. But he couldn't sing and he couldn't dance. Well, Bird says the reason I couldn't, I wasn't a song and dance man is because I'm ugly. Yes. And so they made me a heavy, a gangster heavy. Yes. Which is basically the plot of Marty. Well, this is also. Kind of. This is also somewhat true of Ernest Borgnine's actual career. Yes. Because his his biggest roles, in my opinion, the ones that he's most known for are. From Here to Eternity, mm-hmm. where he beats the shit and ki- out of uh, Frank Sinatra and kills him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild Bunch, where he plays uh, like the worst of the worst of these uh, Old West cowboy murderers. Mm-hmm. And probably, maybe Emperor of the North, starring Keith Carradine, where he plays a railroad man who gleefully kills hobos. <laughs> Well, but yes, but, Mar- but now Marty, have- Marty's cast against type because it's like it's a romantic comedy and he's like he's a big fat ugly guy who yeah. notes that he's a big fat ugly guy and he's like I don't give a shit everyone needs to stop talking down to me I like this girl I'm gonna call her yeah that's the whole fucking movie yeah anyway that's what this movie revolves around they're like she's like grandma says Marty not Marty Ernest Borgnine says I'm ugly that's why I couldn't be a song and dance man Becca says that grandma says that he couldn't sing and he couldn't dance. Well, also, that, there he's was ugly. also that. Well, the joke's on your grandma because she married me, all right? Also, she's dead. You ever think about that? Ah. Got him. Boom, baby. <laughs> then he dabs. And then he says. Does a kickflip. I ship that. Does a. um. Does, it's like, ah. Does a jet. Uh, what was it? 720 jet grind? Yeah, he does a, he does a 720 uh, Django jet jump. Yeah. At a friend's house, Bert and Becca go and pick up some of Becca's things. This friend's mom. All right. right. (laughs) We had talked about this. Friend's mom comes up to Bert. I relate to this mom. (laughs) Friend's mom comes up to to Bert. And, okay, let's keep in mind, Bert has now this granddaughter that he has to deal with. 
and his actual daughter, who he's been estranged from, is now in a coma. Is now in a, in a medically induced coma after a very catastrophic car accident. He may never have the chance to tell her he's sorry, and he has to deal with that knowledge. Friend's mom comes up to Bert and is like, hey, isn't it interesting that he, uh, the, the friend's mom, Marie, never mentioned you, her dad, living in this city uh, at the same time as her, and, uh, that, and now now Becca has got to live with you. That's really weird. Then he comment on to, uh, on that, <laughs> sir, sir, comment, sir, 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 sir Ernest, there, Ernest. There, if, I, if I, I, could, I will I not. I'm not answering questions right now. You will have to redirect your questions. No, no, it's sir. It's just a very quick question. Very quick question. All uh, right, all right. Uh, Jim Acosta. Yes, uh, uh, Marie uh, seems to indicate that you're a terrible scumbag. Uh, do you have any comment on that? Do you have any any response to that? Uh, cram it up your ass. <laughs> That's basically what he tells this woman. He says. Why don't you butt out of business that obviously isn't yours? Yes. And here's the thing. The way she phrased the question, she's obviously digging for dirt, mm-hmm. okay? She's a like a very busybody, nosy person, but she takes this <laughs> she takes this response cuz also Ernest Borgen kind of snaps at her, but isn't that mean about it. He's just like this just just lay off, lady. Yeah. Cool your jets. This uh, this does not sit well with the suburban mother. <laughs> this, yes, this keep she, this in mind. She turns to her husband and just rails against him for hours, and the she husband's turns, like, oh, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that was rude of him, honey. I yeah, I I should have popped him one. I guess he's an old man that I just met, but he you're right. I should have really you, taken a swing. Yeah, he looked at you just, cross, and yeah, yes, yes. And she turns to the husband and she does the cutthroat. Bill, and he's like, all right, another one off the list. Yeah, Bill, Bill McGuire, your high school boyfriend would have beat the shit out of him. You probably should have yeah. married him. Yeah, he he's a real he's man. very similar yes. to that guy at work. Okay. Yes, I yes. Please tell me about the the guy at work again. There's a thunderstorm later, and Bert notices that Becca is scared. He sings her a Welsh lullaby to calm her down. Okay, Andrew, so... this drove me crazy. They're in L.A. There's an earthquake. Yeah. There's not a thunderstorm. No, there's thunderstorms. That's why no, she's scared. No, there's an earth... Because earthquakes are horrifying to people that haven't been around them. No. Whereas a thunderstorm terrifies Angelinos. Bert's this old guy. He'd be like, the roads are going to flood now. And do his Jer- uh, his Jimmy. Oh, uh, uh, you want you want to tie? A, tie I, don't, I don't I don't have your money. Uh, it's in Jerry's house. You want to bring the moon down? Oh, I'll tie a lasso no, around it. Well, no. The problem is, is that also you just shake the camera and you're like, oh, scary. Earthquake. No, the problem is, is that a thunderstorm is relatable to everyone outside of Los Angeles. That it's like, oh, it's it's a loud noise, but it's not that scary. But a tiny tremor is actually horrifying is, to anybody viewing this. Movie. Exactly, because you get if there's a tiny tremor that happens to show up on the news and on the national news, you get nothing but texts from people outside of Los Angeles yes. that are like, "Oh my God, did that house finally collapse on you?" Like I had prayed. I mean, are you okay? Yes. And instead, everyone else is like, what? There was an earthquake? What? There was that one that when we were over the summer that was actually pretty sizable yes. that like I legitimately didn't feel because I was in a parking garage and I was like, oh, the fucking car above me is rambling around. <laughs> fart, it's Fart Friday in that car. People are only, yes, people are generally shocked when I've mentioned that I'm at work 
And they're like, oh, so everybody had to flee the stage. And it's like, no, we waited until the lights stopped moving. And then we kept doing our job. Right, exactly. Like, we don't, so it doesn't they matter. They would have had to have written a lot more if there would have been a, tiny, a little earthquake. And then it'd be like, oh, we got to check on the foundation. He and- no, we could have run out. And she could have been terrified. And she's like standing in the doorway. And he's like, it was a tremor. Everything's fine. She's like, no, the, the earth beneath me is not stable. Well, what if he had been Which like... Which is a metaphor for my mom dying, what maybe. If, what if he was like, it's just a tremor, and then they were... Because they were making noise, and then a tremor pops up. Oh, yeah. And, just, and, oh, and then Reba McIntyre's right there with a huge Tommy gun. Yes, a um, graboid. Roxy comes over, who is uh, Mona from Who's the Boss, and she's going to watch the brat, uh, while Bert goes to get Becca enrolled in a new school, which is like her fifth one in like three years. Becca realizes when she's talking with Roxy that Bert's agent must know her grandmother because yes. they were they've been friends for years. Keep that in mind. Okay. Roxy and uh, uh, Roxy and Becca bond over the fact that both her and Roxy moved around a lot, and Roxy mentions that she wanted when she would want things for Christmas, she'd only want an old chimney. For Santa, for to, come Santa down. to come down. This is a very strained analogy. This doesn't really go anywhere, but no. they mentioned this about 50 times in this movie. She wanted an old chimney because it was something familiar from her old house. Okay. Becca mentions that her mom would sing to her uh, when she was younger and that it would calm her down. So Roxy offers to do the same thing. They start singing Christmas carols. I'm a genie. I'm a princess, I'm a princess in a battle. battle. You gotta, gotta join the, the rebel way. way. <laughs> I'm a princess in a battle, baby. They start singing Christmas carols because they're easy to clear. And yeah. Roxy's like, do you want to sing? And so Becca starts singing a song, and she's not half bad. Yeah. Bert comes in and overhears this, and they both give her applause because she sang the song. And they're like, you should sing more. That's the end of the scene. Yeah. Act two. <laughs> a cliffhanger ending to act one. Hey, you sing all right. <laughs> That's right. Becca watches Bert and his agent play chess and wants to play. They make a friendly wager about slamming doors. Bert says, okay, if I beat you in chess, you can't slam the door for a week. And Becca says, if I beat you in chess, I, I get, get to, to burn your sweater with you wearing it. Destroy your favorite sweater. And hopefully any semblance of any, uh, like, a peaceful home life that you ever thought you were ever going to have <laughs> yeah, ever again. Yeah, I, I was like, that is fucked up. She did, like, she's this old sweater that she didn't like. She's like, I'm going to take that favorite thing of yours, and I'm, I'm just going to burn just it. absolutely wreck it. You're going to watch while I burn it. And then he's like, well, you can't burn it, but you can bury it. So Becca snookers Bert in chess and beats him in, like, four moves. Yeah. So they had to be a funeral for Bert's old sweater. They play taps. It's supposed to be cute and funny, I guess. It's fine. Bert says that he paid, like, $4 for it. Yeah. She says you got your money's worth. On the first day of school, Becca quizzes Bert about leaving her mom. Bert realizes that Grandma has given them a lot of information that maybe, maybe is not correct. Right. Because Becca mentions that Bert left when uh, Mussolini her- did not make the trains run on That's time. That's right. Everyone always says it was says not this. the best it's, thing. He destroyed that country for his own but gain. It's, but it, he made the trains run on time. No, that's what, that's he what Grandma, didn't. That grandma is, said. Grandma, grandma said, is wrong. Grandma said 
She's also like that lady sued McDonald's with the hot coffee thing because she was just trying to make a quick buck. No, the coffee was superheated. No, it was I mean, like, what it was, are we going to say? It was 180 oh, degrees. Oh, the coffee was too hot. The yes, coffee was, it was too actually hot. too it's hot. Co- it's coffee. It was actually it's supposed to be hot. Oh, my uh, it's God. It's supposed to be hot. It's Why so- did I leave your grandmother? It's supposed oh, to that's be hot. Right. Grandma, the grandma said that, and then she said, what are they going to think of next? I mean, come on. Like, it's crazy. People are crazy. Bert left when Becca's mother was like two and then just never, never returned in their lives. At his business lunch with his friends, business lunch. <laughs> Andrew's doing the um, drinky, drinky noise. Oh, I thought he was giving me the Texas Longhorns. Oh, sign. I was giving He's you like, the Chuck Horns. No, the Chuck Abra. <laughs> they say the film, they say the title of the film at this, at this uh, drinking lunch. Jamie Farr basically says, look, you're getting a grandpa. She's getting a grandpa for Christmas. You're getting a granddaughter for Christmas. And then they all look at the camera uncomfortably for like two straight minutes. And then they said my name, not just Andrew, but they said my full birth name. And I was like, oh, oh and then they started moving towards the camera. And I turned the TV off and unplugged it. But it was too late by yeah. that point. I'd been infected. At school, Becca talks with her school-mandated buddy. This this scene drove me insane. Okay. That, so there's a principal who... Okay. There's a principal yeah. that is like, hey... The Talus principal. Carol, whatever. Whatever her name is, right? Uh, who? The, 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 oh, the, the, the state-mandated the, the state, friend. Yes. Yeah, well, no child left behind. Yeah. They sent Carol, somebody from the home you're gonna office. You're going to befriend this new girl yeah and the carol is like oh awesome and you're like this is not how children interact this is not what happens she should be she should have to make friends with this person because then you would have a scene with some conflict between her being scared to meet this new person and then that maybe the new person comes on too strong or maybe the girl comes i don't know no it's something it, it is, but instead it's the most boring thing in the, the world school has where a the program. school is like look the state says you two will be friends for the rest of your life. After that, the the state is going to put together a board, a, a, a death panel. That's right. So that they can kill grandpa. Well, they, and it's also they're going to check up every year. So if you guys aren't friends, you're fucking our funding. Okay. Yes. So just so be aware be of that. Friends. If you're not friends, we don't have gym class anymore. It drives me insane. So there's a program that there's a school mandated buddy that shows up for a new a new student, and that's what this girl is. They have a conversation where there's a big Christmas pageant that's coming up. The friend suggests Becca try out for it. Yes. Bert picks up Becca, and then they go to the hospital as Marie has woken up yes. from her uh, medically from her... induced coma. At the hospital, Marie warns Becca about Bert because she says, "Ah, Bert's taking care of me. I guess uh, he's, he's only a cool he's guy. only fed me dog food once. He <laughs> lets me drink out of the toilet." <laughs> she's like, "I'm starting to get the. I like the taste of liquor. Apparently." <laughs> He lets me drive when he's had too many, but usually (laughs) I've had too many, but he says it's okay because my record's clean. That's right. If the police pull me over, it's not going to be as big a deal. (laughs) So uh, Marie says, well, be careful because Bert's a scumbag. Yes. Also, Bert Bert had me distract the nurse so that he could ransack the medicine cabinet. He's outside the window waving. Gotta go. go. (laughs) (laughs) A couple syringes in his arm. (laughs) 
At the house, Bert <laughs> accidentally stains all of Becca's clothes pink, and she forces him to buy her new clothes via Roxy. He's but like, yes. oh, I have to buy girls' clothes? What? So instead of him actually having to buy clothes and us having a maybe a, potentially well, hold on. moderately the interesting thing is, scene. Is I, I was expecting. Da, 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 da. Exactly. Head shake. Head shake, big nod, big nod, pretty woman. Yes, no, instead. But then the camera turns and we see that it's just Jamie Farr putting on one of his clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Hawkeye's going to be so, he's going to be furious. Oh, yeah. Oh, you'll get that section eight now, buddy. Yeah, you're getting out, okay. So, uh, instead, he puts the girl on Roxy. They go shopping, but it happens off camera. So, then they go back to the cafe set (laughs) to have a gab session over a big bowl of ice cream. Yes. Roxy pushes Becca to do the pageant as well and offers to help. She suggests also you should ask Bert to help because he's a song and dance man. He can teach you how to song and dance. Bert and his agent talk about Becca, however, and uh, they note that it's neat that she's like, Bert's Bert's impressed. He's like, here's this girl that I had nothing to do with that's now in my life, and she's actually a really smart, funny, interesting person. It's interesting to see how life uh, happens like that. Bert picks up Becca and then brings her back to the chess game. Then Becca helps uh, the agent to win the chess game. Yes. It's supposed to be funny. Uh, It's not. Roxy, Becca, and Bert practice an old musical number for the audition, and they give her a lot of moral support. They say, you can do this. End of scene. At the audition, Bert watches as Becca struggles wow. a bit for like a second in this in this song, and then, and then she knocks him dead. She does, she does like a soft shoe. She does a soft shoe. She does a cartwheel. She's, she's also, she also has that like singing, that... That singing voice that's like one of those people that's like, oh, I could never, and then immediately launches into. <laughs> Don't make me sing. <laughs> I couldn't do this, and then immediately launches into a very passionate and aggressively aggravating version yes. of whatever song that you didn't really want to hear in the first place. They um they should have they so they do panning shots across like the director who's like oh He's nodding, interesting and, and then there's like people organized like half yeah and other kids are dancing along like there should have been just a row of other kids who are like that fucking Bullshit. bitch she shows sucks. up the day you. before Fuck you. i've been going Fuck to the school for you. six years and i cared about this pageant and she just there shows sh- up out of nowhere there should have been a person side stage that tore up their sheet music and left Shh. or they, she walks by and she's like, top that, asshole. <laughs> Beat that, bitch. Yeah. Shoves her. It's the friend also that she... This, yeah, it's this, me, Carol. I'm your state mandated buddy. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm cool now. Burton. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I've ascended. They saw me do a song that they've never heard before. Bert and the gang have lunch back at the... Uh, I think it's about get it. I think it's about heroin addiction. <laughs> it's from a play in the 70s. Bert and the gang have lunch back at the old uh, the diner set. And the, <laughs> he told the director, call me, call me at, at the, the diner. Call me at the diner set, as opposed to being... If Leave I was, a message on my machine if at I was, home? First of all, if I was the director, I'd be like, no, I'm going to put up a sheet of paper. and She can come to the bulletin board later. Yeah, like everybody else. It. 
And he's like, ah, no, you need to call me at I'm the not, diner what, set. What am I worried about? She's going to take another job? Like, they're kids. <laughs> She's, She's like, going to come to school tomorrow. Lock her up in this position because she'll go somewhere else. I swear to God, she'll she will. She'll be She's getting, at school She's tomorrow. Getting, She's getting a lot of offers from I'm a retirement sure home is. to oh come and do God, a yeah, full I bet. pageant yeah, of just, Christmas that's standards. That's all she wants to do. And it's the conflict's there. So if you have a better offer, that's fine. She's she's interested in the role, but I'm just saying she's getting a lot of offers. So as soon as you decide, call me. You're at the diner set? I'm at the diner set. All right, I'll call you. Bert gets a call at the restaurant. 323-D-I-N-E-R-S-E-T. You're like, that's too many numbers. Ring! <laughs> diner set. Uh, yeah, is, uh, that fucking asshole there. Which, Which one? one? <laughs> Just shout out. Yeah, she got the fucking part. She got the pot. That wasn't my message. Yeah, she got the fucking pot. Okay. <laughs> oh, hooray. <laughs> Bert goes to answer the phone while the rest of the friends. Jamie t- Farr is so excited he's going to put on his nice tiara. Ooh. The rest of the friends, uh, while Bert's away, say that uh, Bert doesn't put up a Christmas tree because he split from his wife on Christmas Eve. Bert comes back and says she apparently got the fucking part. I don't know. I don't know. But she did so well, she's going to get a solo. Yay. Solo. I'm doing a solo. I'm Han Solo. Marie gets out of the ICU, and Bert and Becca go to visit. Usually Bert's doing a Han Solo. Oh. (laughs) Or in his Borg 9. That's how he lived so long. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little, a little. You know, it's a He's doing a run on his Kessel, if you ask me. <laughs> Am I right? This guy gets it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, what a hunk of junk. Mer- you came in that thing? <laughs> You're braver than I think. <laughs> uh, you have to cut that. <laughs> Marie gets out of the ICU and Bert and Becca go and visit. Marie thanks Bert, but chastises him because she's like, You're a scumbag, you're a bad dad. Becca says that Bert isn't that bad, but Marie again warns that Bert wasn't there for her and her mom. So when they needed him, be wary. Bert talks with his agent later uh, and says, "Hey, maybe you, Bert, should tell Marie the actual truth about what the fuck happened." And keep in mind, Ma- Grandma's dead, so she can't refute any exactly. of it. Exactly. So, so if you want to tell her you that know, you're, you know, a, we can uh, forge a German some, double agent or to documents if you want. Yeah, there, you had to your, go. Your daughter seems kind of dumb. She probably won't follow up on this. <laughs> you had to go drop the bomb on Hiroshima or something. <laughs> you could tell them that. No one will believe. They no would one will they, doubt. They it. would never doubt you. Just show a couple stills from an old movie, and then yeah, yeah there you go. That's right. I was in the craziest Navy boat there was. <laughs> Me and Bilko and all I your was, favorites. Yeah, I was. This <laughs> he shows like um. He, he, shows, would, show, he would show an old old McHale's old Navy. McHale's Navy yeah. Like why were why are so many people laughing at this? Why are you showing down Periscope with Kelsey Grammer? <laughs> He's oh, like, oh, fuck. shit! God damn it! I knew it. So instead, uh, Bert says, "No, that would be like tromping on my ex-wife's grave." Even though she crushed my chances of ever reconciling well, with my family exactly but we don't we are not informed yet what the issue is but apparently we're not getting the whole story bert takes becca to go get a christmas tree for some reason he just decides okay i guess Fine, i will get you a up for fucking two tree. hours and they suggest having a big christmas decorating party becca wants to invite her only two friends which is 
The girl state she stayed with, Carol. Yes, her state she mandated put a cigarette, buddy. She put a cigarette belt on because she was not cool enough. She says we. she has to show up because the principal said that he's going to do random checks throughout so the holidays. So might come. So, so I need her to be there. Exactly. Or at least I need a sweater of hers to say she's in the bathroom. Well, she found out that she was like a tech person. She was yes. like, I don't do, I'm not front of the stage. I'm, I'm back, back of the of, stage. I'm back of house. And that was what she was, about that was what she was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I ever hung Jesus out with you, you piece Christ. of, you little, you live in the walls like a fucking animal. That's right. She's the one that has to show up and be like, oh, it's so dusty up here. Oh, and they missed their mark. Oh, the lighting yeah. cues roll off. Oh, this is the worst performance of your good man, Charlie Brown, I've seen in my entire life. Puts a cigarette puts, out yeah. on the light board. And her friend who hasn't been showing up because Ernest Borgnine told the mom to butt off. That's the thing is she starts calling her friend. And calling. And calling. And, and calling, calling. Doesn't answer. Uh, and uh, it's curious as to why. Bert also makes a little tree for Marie. And gives it to Becca to give to her mom. Marie says she's thinking they might move to San Francisco when she gets out of the hospital. But Becca... Is not interested in that. She wants to stay with Bert. Yes. Like Marie said, why don't we stay here? I've already moved five times in six months. Marie says, look, rule of threes. I've warned you once. I've warned you twice. Now I'm warning you thrice that Bert's a scumbag. Yes. Act three. Becca continues to call her one friend. And it turns out that her mom and dad won't let this friend come over because Bert was mean to her. Like at this point in the film, Three years ago, <laughs> when he found out that his daughter that his, was in a like coma. literally like twelve hours after leaving the hospital, after seeing his his daughter absolutely crushed in this uh, car accident. Yes, he was snippy to one woman once who he's was asking a really shitty question. On top of that, he's more Volkswagen than human now. <laughs> Sorry that I was rude to you. So she's like, "You're not allowed to go over there," and the dad's like, "Yes." That man was very rude to your mother That's, once. Listen to your mother. Do take my advice. Please just, just, let, just listen give to your this mother. to her, or you'll never hear the end she of it. Needs this. Bert shows up at the house and is like, "Lady, yeah, it's like, we gotta talk." Basically, to like threaten her. Yeah, again, he like shows up with like a retractable baton and he's like, "We're gonna hash this out right now." Yeah. He's a he knocks on the door. She doesn't open. He says, well, I'll use the other entrance. Throws a brick yeah, through a window. window. <laughs> it's like, oh, your door's locked. Don't worry. I'll get in. <laughs> Bam. So um, we're having it. Apparently, the party's over here now as he, like, cracks his knuckles. And then we cut away from it. And it's like, oh, God. Jesus. Then when he comes back. He's, like, he's kind of got, like, ash on him <laughs> and a little bit of blood. He's like, your friend will be here shortly. <laughs> But apparently in off screen they hash this out where he's like, Look, you're being a bitch. Andrew You're being a bitch. Andrew, uh, I think I texted you when the scene happened. I relate to this character. Which one? The suburban mom? The suburban mom like, who, somebody was mean somebody to me. Somebody was once, rude to me once and, and I was like, like never again. You are, you are you fucking are just, dead to me. Dead. You're a dead man. You're a fucking dead man. Uh, I don't know how many times people have said to me, Well, you know, when this person said this thing to you, like both of you were drunk at that party. And well, the other thing both is, both of you were getting loud, the, and both of you were angry. And I'm like, no, no, no you don't. You're, you do not come up exactly. to me and say Star Trek Three is the superior film in the series. You're the the Real Housewife in that side of the picture, yes, and that person is the, the cat. 
You bitch. Uh, well, the other thing is, is that. I also there's like a billion times when you've said like shitty terrible things to people, yes. and then when they're like, "Oh, I don't like Mark," you're like, "What, what the fuck?" After everything, they're dead. They're dead. Now to they're me. gone. <laughs> Which good on Ernest Borgnine for hashing this out. But you made a powerful enemy, state representative Adam Schiff. <laughs> for, first of all, good on on Ernest Borgnine for like hashing this out, but also on top of that, like if that were me, I'd be like, man. Fuck her. <laughs> like, apparently you don't have that friend anymore, Becca. Sorry. Because she she, she just she a real bitch. She's a bitch. So what happens next? Uh, Do they have their party? Yeah, so the party happens. All of Bert's old buddies come over. The state-mandated buddy comes over. And the old friend comes over finally. So the gang's all here. They sing Oh Christmas Tree, and apparently these 10-year-olds know all, all the, the words. fucking lyrics. I was really the English shocked. Version. I'm surprised they didn't know the, they didn't switch to the German version. And oh, also, <laughs> Yeah, just to like show that they know the lyrics to that. Yeah. You're like, bullshit. They don't know all the lyrics. They know Oh Christmas Tree, Oh Christmas Tree, something, uh, branches, branches, and that's <laughs> it. Splendor. That's, yeah. It's like, it's like people singing Oh Canada. They don't know the lyrics to that. Becca thanks Bert and then says, hey, your face isn't ugly. Wow. It's kind of ugly. Becca also says that she wants her own chimney for Santa to come down. Bert's like, I'm not getting that. I'm not buying you a chimney. I don't know what you saw in the Neiman Marcus catalog <laughs> or your it. sharper image. is not happening. Bert we goes- used to get the Neiman Marcus catalog and they would have like, We'll install a hedge maze for twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> That's right. You're like, and then you're like, we can do the. Shining. We can do it. We're doing the shining. We can have a hedge we're maze. Doing, we're doing a shining. We're doing a shining. Uh, my everybody. mom was like, no, that I don't even think that's a real thing. I was no, like, no, I'm looking I'm at it. Freeze to death in it. You guys will run Y'all out chase there. Me. I'll follow my footprints back. It'll be fun. We're gonna have a fun time. I thought you guys liked Christmas. That was when I knew Santa died. Bert goes to talk to Marie and suggests, hey, why don't you stay with me once you get out of the hospital? She says, why don't you go piss up a rope, old man? Fair enough. Bert also gets Becca an iPod. I don't even know why I offered that to you. I'm I'm high as a kite just, right now. I raided the cart. I came, I, yeah, I came back here to see if that door was still open, and <laughs> it was. The director of the Christmas pageant died or ate bad fish or something. <laughs> I don't know. I think Bert murdered him, right? <laughs> yes. That's where. That's the other place he had to go to after that. He's like, I got to go. I, he goes over and, uh, and uh, roughs up that family, yeah. beats up the dad, and then threatens the mom and is like, your daughter's coming over, all right? <laughs> She's going to have a good time. Then he looks at his watch and he's like, I got somewhere else to be. <laughs> Then uh, someone's brake lines get cut, so the director of the Christmas pageant is out, but then the principal calls Bert saying, I heard that you used to direct these kind of things. You're an old song and dance band. Can you fill in? Bert says, yeah, sure. Which, also, as soon as I saw that, I was like, like, he goes to tell Becca, he's like, I'm the new director now, which means uh, we got some changes to make in this play. So One, solo, gone. (laughs) Cut. Two, Two, I'm the star. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a princess in a battle. You gotta do the rebel way. And he's like, yeah, just it's as good, as, just as good as it was. Jamie Parr's clapping. Kids in the crowd. Yeah, everybody head. loves it. Becca's looking around like, what is wrong with everybody? Fuck. This is bad. 
The director dies or whatever. He agrees. He brings along his dirtbag posse. Bert goes to pick up Becca from a park and then just has a fucking heart attack. Just out of the blue. Yes, he just falls down. I was like, oh, Grandpa. You should. We should have at least like like kind of needled towards this because basically he's just walking with a bag of groceries and Becca's like on a swing set and he's like, dum 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 hope nothing bad happens to me today. Oh, my fucking heart. <laughs> and then just collapses over. Uh, at the hospital, uh, Bert's agent blabs while Bert is in uh, is recovering, and he says, "Bert, uh, here's what actually happened when it came to Bert and his wife. That Bert's wife, your grandma, your grandma, ran both, off. Both of them were in a dinner production. There was a director, Russell, Russell uh, Trash. Yes, he was a dream demon of sorts. He um." He basically uh, got... Fucked your grandma. Yes, he fucked your grandma. He, They ran off, leaving Bert high and dry. Your mom doesn't know this because she was only like two. Convenient. Mm. So don't ask her because so, she won't know. So they fuck for like a year. Then after that, Russell's like, peace, deuces, gotta go. I have to go to... Open Cor- road is I have to go me. to Korea. Uh, and they all kind of look at Jamie Farr. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hey. I thought I recognized you. Russell d- pieces out. So uh, now Marie's mom is a single mother with a kid. She tries to get back with Bert, but Bert's like, I had my heart broken. I'm going to stay out of it. Yeah. So then he remained distant after that. But he ended up paying for her college and doing all of these things in the shadows, but never bothered to actually be present in Marie's life. So now the truth can be told. Marie decides to stay at Bert's with Becca while Bert is recovering. Marie goes back to talk with Bert at the hospital about her mom. Bert says, look, we were at war. It was Korea. We, <laughs> we did, did a things. lot of bad things. We did things we weren't necessarily proud of. Uh, but we brought freedom? And no, no, I guess we didn't. Um, well, no, we... Um, we saved... Well, no, we played played football a lot, and then Radar had his teddy bear. I do remember that. Uh, And then he left it. And then then when we were in the OR, no one would laugh. There was no laughing. We would tell jokes, but no one would laugh. laugh. But then outside of the OR, there would be a lot of people laughing. It was very jovial. I do remember this. Yes, yes. yes. This sounds That's familiar. what we were doing. We a lot, lot of sexual harassment as well. We were that there is for true. 13 years. The war there was were, only like seven yes, or something. It, there's time dilation that happened. It was and always then, winter for some reason. And then when I left in the helicopter, it says and goodbye, goodbye and rocks. And then, then that's... My best friend rode a motorcycle across the ocean, apparently. Apparently. And then um, then Aftermash. Yeah. Yes. We don't remember this. <laughs> for John M.D. Bert says that he fought he fought and fought for Marie and that he was at war with uh, her mom but then after a while unfortunately just things got over things it. happen I got I got crewed up on Mikhail's Navy and then <laughs> you know you know how these things go at the pageant Becca gets cold feet and Bert is in the hospital but Bert tries to call the theater and he's like nuts to this so then he signs himself out of the hospital and against every doctor's order, and probably, I would guess, several laws, because he's probably doped to the gills on well, something. Well, I think he shoots... He, doesn't he inject um, adrenaline straight into his Th- heart? That's right, yes. It's the end of, of uh, uh, The Rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he cracks open one of those those uh, viral balls and then just, just jams the thing into Right into his heart. 
So then he drives, uh, I'm assuming 110 miles an hour down the freeway, <laughs> the wrong way, the wrong way on a road. Yeah. And, uh, gets to the pageant just in time. And Becca sees this and then she puts on a gutsy performance and bangs out a solo and does whatever. And everyone's just polite applause, just polite applause, her. polite applause. Back at Bert's place, the gang toasts to each other. Bert and Marie have a talk outside, and Marie says and asks, Hey, can we turn your attic into, into another bedroom? bedroom? And then, because we got a lot of catching up to do. And he's like, Well, it's really just a crawl space up there. But I guess. I guess. And then I think the implication is that he's going to stay in the attic. No, the little kid's going to live in the attic. Oh. She's the smallest. Why does she get the biggest room? Well, you know, they, you know, the, the, the family, the, the younger people get the, the ground floor. Oh, and then I see put, what this you is. You got to put grand. Okay, just, yeah. Just, suddenly, sh- suddenly you guys are living rent free yeah, in my exactly. house and you're just I gotta, putting me up there I gotta, with the Christmas I gotta decorations. I got to live in the HVAC. <laughs> Crawling around like, any fish heads today? <laughs> no. Close the Shut vent. up, old man. Hit it with a broom. They embrace. Back inside, they all sing a wonderful Christmas classic that can also be cleared without any trouble. <laughs> and that's the end of A Grandpa for Christmas. Mark, what did you think of A Grandpa for Christmas? Andrew, I kind of hated this movie. A Golden Globe-nominated movie. Uh, Ernest, for what? Ernest Borgnine, was, Ernest Borgnine was nominated for Best Actor in, in a, a miniseries. TV miniseries movie, whatever, for this movie in 2007. He did not win, fortunately. Yeah. But uh, what did you think of a grandpa for Christmas? Uh, Andrew, I kind of hated it. The whole time I was watching it, I kept thinking of like ways to fix it. Yeah. And I think you and I had talked about this a little bit uh, on via via uh, um, Slack. Yeah, WhatsApp. Our our <laughs> uh, weird video. Uh, yeah, it, it was mainly just uh, memes we, that we sent each we other. Were you sent, sent me like Carlton. That's right. Well, no, we were doing. I would doing, send you like we were doing uh, TikToks yeah. at each other. Yeah. I, I was I, you planked and I was like I, I think I understand what he's yeah I think I, that, that's a real weird way to phrase it but uh yeah I guess I see where he's coming from here <laughs> I'm like twerking and then I knock over a uh a, a bookshelf candle and it sets the house, and on, sets fire. The house on fire yeah, and funny. then Jimmy Kimmel's like no I'm pretty sure that's completely fake anyways Andrew grandpa should have actually been a scumbag is yeah. what I wanted for this movie. Mm-hmm. Because if the family is saying Grandpa's a scumbag, I wanted him to be a scumbag and then change over time to become to be like, look, I was a bad father, I was a bad husband, but I can be a good grandpa. Yeah. That's the le- that's what I wanted from him. The fact that he's nice the entire time. I also kind of wanted him to be a shitty agent. I didn't I wanted him to be the like you know, skeezy, he's the one. He's the one that's agent. pushing. He's the one he finds out, Becca to be in the pageant. Yeah, when he finds out Becca can sing, he like gets his old crew of Jamie Farr together, and it's like you gotta call, you gotta call, uh, gotta call Jake Rhodes. Jake Rhodes, agent to the stars, get him over here. And they're like, Jake Rhodes died in like twenty years ago, and it's like get get his get his son, and it's like he's the one that killed him. Get him out of jail. Something. Just, yeah. Strange, and he's like trying to exploit his daughter. Ernest Borgnine's like, I got dollar signs in my eyes. Yeah, or give he, me my drops. He's trying to like explain, like he's selling tickets to the pageant. 
saying that, but it's like a free pageant, you know? But oh, so and he's like he's scalping just Yeah, he's just scalping all See, the money. That, like, or, or, yes. I want him to be just yes. a real, real creep and an that asshole. Would have been, that would have been funny and interesting, but that's, that's always the problem with these Hallmark films is even if there is conflict, there isn't conflict. Right. Because this is written in such a way to sand off all the corners of potential conflict. Because, all right, it's a situation where there's an estranged daughter that has that is that is absolutely angry with her father because he wasn't her there in her life. So then the resolution is is that oh, it turns out that her mom was just gaslighting her the whole time. Yeah, she was just a lying bitch. She was lying the whole time and didn't fess up to the fact that she screwed around on her husband and then left. Then in terms of the story, she's dead. So, so there's there no, can't be a can't, moment where he's exactly. like, you fucking turned my family against me. So that you go fuck Ralph, the agent, the dinner theater director. Right. So now, so now it's Who like, I was also screwing and he made a lot of promises to me. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't, I didn't see myself in, uh, th- th- uh, Dobie Gillis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> yes. Deep. <laughs> But instead, so now, okay, so there's there's no scene that you can see to be like, okay, well, there's the conflict there. So that's get that gets wiped away. And also, Ernest Borgnine is completely absolved of any any issues because he basically has to be like a saintly, yeah, uh, 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 angel investor, mystery partner, silent partner in this relationship. Yeah. So when he was sending that money, what did? Everybody else, where did everybody else think the money was coming That's from? That's what I'm confused about is because they reveal that that Marie was put through. She's like, you didn't even help me through college. And he's like, like I, I paid, paid for, for all of that shit. How did. So what did. How, was so like, did, did the money show up at like his ex-wife's place? But that can't be true because he didn't even know that his ex-wife had died. Right. So was he just paying it directly to the college? And then Marie's just like, ah, free college, apparently. Yeah. Got one over on the old registrar, I did. (laughs) The bill never got sent. Ah, legally, they can't charge me. I already got the knowledge. You're not getting (laughs) it out of here. So, yeah, there's a lot of confusing elements to this. And you can see that it's written in such a way that there can't be any conflict. Because also the stuff between, like, the between Bert and Becca, where it's like Becca isn't Becca. Becca uh, is not, what's Broadway. <laughs> nobody fucking likes that shit. <laughs> Becca is like kind of shitty and doesn't want to be there with with Bert. But the only thing we get is a very is just that moment at the bathroom. Yeah, everything else is just like in a different movie, in a longer movie, in a movie that wasn't on Hallmark. There would be like she would be actively shitty towards Bert and yes. Bert would be actively shitty towards her. And, and then, then eventually they would really, reconcile. Yes. That would be an interesting movie. That is a way to fix this movie. I wonder if that draft was ever written or if whoever wrote the person that wrote this was like, it's going to be a Hallmark thing. I already know how to do this. Like, yeah, I'll just turn it in. Cause like you want like the friends to come over and they break something of Bert's. That's some like movie prop or something like that. And that's what prompts. They find out, okay, so they, he was a heavy in all these things. So they're playing with one of his old prop guns. Turns out it's a real it's gun. It's a real gun. It's loaded. They accidentally shoot the television. Yeah, like Elvis. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bert comes in. There's a whole to-do. The cops come over. 
He's like, I was watching my TV too loud. I must have blown out the speakers. Yeah, and they're like, and he yeah, like looks at yeah, it. Yeah, and through the back wall. <laughs> and that that dog. <laughs> well, no problems here. All right, t- keep your volume low next time. He's Goodbye. Like, hey. <laughs> oh, they're happy. They're, they're happy. Emx. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 I think it's interesting because like Ernest Borgnine's a very, even though he's usually cast as like now he is as, a lovable, he's a lovable older, grandpa. Yes. He was cast as villains. It's all, it's nice to see him in this role. Uh, and the rest of the cast is good. Like, it's good to see them performing and doing this kind of thing. But uh, ultimately it's just like, eh. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I all, yes, all of my solutions wouldn't actually work for a Hallmark movie. No, they wouldn't. Is part of the, they wouldn't, I was also they wouldn't like, let you. They wouldn't let you do a con man unless like there was some reason that he was a con man that he wasn't really a con man. He was right. actually telling the truth the whole time. Yeah, and I was because that doesn't make sense. But I, I also watching it, I was like, I think you and I think you and I were unlike now. I think you and I were bizarre social outcasts as in our childhood again unlike now uh where like um like i knew who jamie farr and ernest borgnine were at when i when this at that age that this would be targeted towards in 2007 you're saying no like when i was a child yes that hallmark would be aiming towards so if i saw a movie with those two i'd be like oh cool it's the guy from mash and the guy from uh, wild bunch yeah so i would want a movie that is more about them not just hanging out in a diner set like i was like yeah i want i want i would want that movie where they're scheming they're trying to like yes they're, they're trying they're, each other they're, out of the 17 dollars that they're it, gonna get from the little girl's show what if it's what if it's legitimately that like bert doesn't realize they think that they're scamming this family by pretending to be a grandpa but then the twist is, is that bert is actually actually the actually grandfather. the grandfather and he's like oh god, ah, I'm, god in deep. Damn I'm in too deep and then jimmy far's like look man there's no going back on this <laughs> yeah. you're either in or you're out and then, like they, the, there's like that scene where both of them have guns underneath the table, and we don't know they don't know the other person has a gun, yeah. and they're both going to shoot one another at some point. That'd be good. And then uh, Becca comes in and shoots them both. That's right. She's like, "I got a prop gun!" <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's a grandpa for Christmas. It uh, it wasn't great, but uh, you know. Whew. It gets us ready for the holidays. Yes, Andrew, what are we watching next time? Well, Mark, we are, even though it is mid-December and we said (laughs) we're going to do four Christmas movies, we are going to take a look back uh, as we record our last film of uh, 2019, presumably. It'll come out the week of Christmas, Possibly ever. Uh, We're going to look back because... Something to keep in mind, Mark, is that uh, right around this time, we basically have been doing this for a full year. One year of television true? of television movie night. I think our first episode posted in November or something like that. Sure. We did some proto episodes beforehand, but officially our first episode was... Oh, under the SoundCloud, under the new page. Uh, yes, yes, okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We did... Uh, what the, happened to Bobby Earl? We did What Happened to Bobby Earl, but one of our first episodes was The Ghost of Flight 401. Oh, my God. You, you are not... <laughs> you bastards. So... and <laughs> this what is, you're going to make me watch. This is a... This is a... <sighs> this, but there's, I'm getting at something here. 
This is also a listener suggestion, which also means if if you're out there in listener land and you want to uh, hear a particular uh, movie, our take on a movie. That's right. You can always write to um, TV Movie Night Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. We will be watching the 1978 ABC classic, Crash. On December 29, 1972, Eastern Airlines Flight 401 took off from New York's Kennedy Airport en route to Miami. The weather was clear. The plane, Lockheed's new L-1011, was the safest ever built. The pilot, one of Eastern's most experienced, yet he and many of his passengers had only two hours and 20 minutes to live. The plane crashed, leaving in its wake two questions. How could such a disaster have happened? And how could 73 of the passengers survive a crash that was classified unsurvivable? Mark, I mean, technically, this is a Christmas movie because this is a second take Mm -hmm. on Flight 401. 401. We watched The Ghost of Flight 401. This is not the one. Which also had... Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. As a lovable older man. Exactly. So... Ghost of Flight 401. A year later, we will look back and review of a full year of TV movie night while also discussing Crash which is a different take on the Flight 401 crash that happened at the end of December. So technically, it's a Christmas movie. Uh, That's for next time. And Mark... They have sex in airplanes in this one, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. The airplanes have sex. Okay. Uh, That's my fanfic. (laughs) I ship those planes. (laughs) Oh, God. uh, And to sweeten the deal, Mark, Mm. the version that we're watching does include the commercials. Oh, nice. So All right, I'm back on board. That's for next time to celebrate a full 2019. If you would like to listen to past episodes, and I suggest going back and listening to The Ghost of Flight 401. Yeah, do your homework, people. Do, yes, exactly. We're going to explain what happened, but, you know, you want you want the fuller picture. You can go to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can email us, and if you'd like to email suggestions or comments or whatever the hell you want, Christmas cards, sure. TV movie night podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV movie night. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information more at facebook.com forward slash TV movie night and soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. Mark, is there anything else that you would like to mention or discuss or perhaps any grandpas you would like to introduce? Andrew, uh, as you know, I have been taking singing lessons. That's right. My pageant is coming up soon. Oh, okay. uh, I'd gotta... like you to just have a quick listen. No, this I got what you can I gotta, expect. No, I got a thing. It's... Oh, Christmas oh. tree. Oh, I would, Christmas tree. I was expecting... Tree. Gee, Word, princess her, 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 That's right. Such beautiful lyrics. Such beautiful lyrics. 